Hi, you're listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life with me, your host, Mimi Novik. I'm so happy and thrilled to have you here with me. I have created this series for all of us so we can change our world together and live a more holistic and balanced life. Together, we will share lots of inspiring stories from all walks of life, speak with leading experts, enjoy healthy living ideas, explore music and subjects that inspire each other to always have hope. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Secrets for an Inspirational Life. How are you all today? I hope that you are all well. I hope there's a little sparkle in your life at the moment and that 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 ever-glowing hope that is always in the thread of life is still shining brightly. And, you know, sometimes we forget that each and every one of us is an absolute miracle. We forget that here we are on this planet together at the same time and that we were born and we were given this gift of life. And what a precious gift it is to be given life, to experience this beautiful and yet testing journey at times. But nevertheless, it is a passing journey to a far greater place. And we sometimes forget also that we are actually the place that we need to visit more often. And that place is deep within us. I am really thrilled and so honoured to welcome today my wonderful guest, who is Dr. Ashish Paul. Dr. Ashish is a qualified Ayurvedic physician and a medical herbalist. She has been practicing Ayurveda for over 25 years and herbal medicine for 17 years. She is a fertility specialist that provides medical treatment at her clinic in London and also she works with clients worldwide. She specializes in Ayurvedic therapies through which she supports patients' health on all levels, and that is physical, mental, emotional, and, of course, spiritual. Dr. Ashish helps couples on their journey of parenthood by improving their fertility with ancient Ayurvedic medicine and Western herbal medicine. She utilizes various techniques in her practice, such as meditation and yoga, to name but a few, to achieve the desired outcome for her patients. These therapies work with the natural rhythm of the body, treat the cause of a problem, and have less adverse effects. Her aim is to bring awareness to the holistic benefits of Ayurveda and Western herbal medicine. Dr. Ashish passionately speaks about protecting women's health before and after having children. 
She also educates people about the preventative methods to reduce the risk of diseases and how to live a healthy and fulfilled life. She's an absolutely fascinating lady, as you will learn today. And I am so excited to have her here because I know she's going to teach us all a lot about life. That's for sure. And I have asked her permission because she is a doctor, but I have her permission, of course, to call her Ashish. So welcome, dear Ashish, today. Thank you, Mimi. Oh, that was so wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here sharing amongst um, with you, like-minded people, spiritual people. So thank you. Oh, thank you very much, Ashish. I'm absolutely delighted to have you here. And I, as I said to you, I am so excited that you accepted the invitation because you are such a wise and knowledgeable lady. And I cannot wait for you to share that wisdom with us. Ask anything you wish. <laughs> <laughs> First, tell me, how are you today? How am I today? I'm feeling very good today because this is um, kids are going back to school. One has gone today and the other one is going tomorrow. I have twins, by the way. Uh Um, They're 14 years old. And um, so I am back on my desk. And, you know, this is, as you know, after Christmas and everything. Um, And today I've spoken to a lady in Angola um, for fertility. And mm-hmm. another one in Manchester here in the UK. So it has been a wonderful day so far. And it is a very noble job that you do, because I know it's fertility that is, you're the expert in that. But there are other aspects to your work, which we're going to talk about. But before we go into that, tell us a little bit about where your journey began, because I was reading that you were a very spiritual child from a very early age. Mm-hmm. And that always is an interesting point, I think, because I think, you know, as the saying goes, you know, show me the child and I'll show you the adult. And that does actually stand for a lot of cases. So tell us where this lifelong mission of yours began. Oh, wow. Uh, yes, it I mean, my parents uh, follow a certain master, especially my mom's family side. So because of that, I was introduced to spiritual books very early on. I remember being seven, eight years old and reading all these books, you know, which you can only understand them much later. Um, But I was used to doing that. I think this was something that was, yeah, that was my spirit journey, I would say. Uh, because not every seven, eight-year-old reads those books, even if the books are in the house. Um, and and I had um, a heart surgery at the uh, when I was seven years old. This was the the usual, you know, hole in the heart, um, which didn't close, which it doesn't close for some indiv- some babies because it closes in the first two years of uh, our lives. Everybody is born with this hole, by the way, <laughs> but it closes for most. Oh, really? People. Yes. Yeah. This is how nature is uh, to allow for the blood flow uh, within the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the first year or so, and for most children by second year, it closes by itself. But in my case, it didn't, but I was still very healthy. So I had an operation, a seven-year-old, very successful, and it has been so many years now. 
uh, 40 years or over. Um, so I think I had very close contact with doctors at that time. I was in hospital for two months and I was fascinated by looking at the doctors. Uh, I still remember going into Operation Theatre when they took me. I remember it, everything, uh, you know, even mm. till date. And I think that's where my uh, fascination for being a doctor started from. I just always wanted to be a doctor. Um, and I became one. Uh, not a medical doctor, but uh, I, I thought as long as I can help people and I can practice. Because in India, Ayurveda and modern medicine go hand in hand together. Yeah. And I worked in gynae and maternity for five years. And my plan was to open my own clinic. And I was very competent in what I was doing there. Uh, but then Jenny, you know, shifted, got married, came to UK, had to redo a lot of things. And then that's when I did herbal medicine here um, in the UK, then did master's in um, Scotland. So this is how my journey has been. And gynae and maternity, I thought, even when I was doing that in India, my thought was that people are always going to have children. This is one field which is always going to be busy. And I would have liked at that point, I was thinking of using modern and Ayurvedic medicine together and open a clinic. And now I have come kind of round circle to doing what I can do now because I cannot work in the maternity uh, field, uh, you know, because. For that, you need to be a modern medicine MD doctor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, But I now circled back because we have 90% of our patients are women. Um, by we, I mean complementary and alternative medicine practitioners here in the UK. So I was seeing more women and then some women who had miscarriages started getting pregnant. And also that I have my own journey with IVF. I have IVF twins. Uh, mine is a very straightforward success story. Went to doctor three weeks later, uh, you know, successfully pregnant with twins. They are 14 year old this year. So, but that's when I, it, it just opened up into this whole, I mean, I'm, I was just horrified to see these women who have had six, seven cycles of IVF uh, because I only had one cycle. And that was my limit. I'm only going to have one IVF cycle and that's it. And then I started meeting these women, six cycles, seven cycles, and nobody talks about it openly because it, it's all very hush-hush. And that's when I thought, you know, why are we not doing anything natural? And obviously now, many years later now, and I've been doing what I'm doing with this specific method that I use for the last seven years. and. Um, and it, it's even more horrific to find what we are not doing, uh, you know, with women's health. So that's in a nutshell, I would say. Okay. Now, IVF, you read a lot about it. But if you could, using your own words, Ashish, in a nutshell, what is IVF? Because you hear all sorts of explanations out there and there's different forms and all sorts of things. but what is it primarily? So IVF is in vitro fertilization. So it mm -hmm. is fertilization in the test tube. So you take eggs from uh, a woman and you take one sperm, one egg and one sperm, diffuse them together in a test tube in a lab and an embryo is formed. 
and then that embryo is transferred back to uh, a woman. Um, that is what uh, IVF does. And there are now lots of variations of it, um, especially to do with uh, male uh, infertility when we don't have good sperm quality. Then there are yeah. a lot of things that they can do with it. It's called ICSI, I-C-S-I, and uh, quite successful. But IVF, I think, um, overall, you know, I always say this to my patients, to clients, or if I'm speaking somewhere, is that IVF as a technique itself is 100% successful. You have an egg, you have a sperm, you have an embryo. But to convert that embryo into a baby, which is full 40 weeks, is mm. only natural. Conception only happens naturally. You can have the best quality egg and the best quality sperm and the best quality embryo, but they may still not stick inside a womb. So for that reason, we need the holistic health to come into it, you know? And I think IVF overall is a very, it's a very crude form of medicine for as far as women are concerned. Yes, I mean, there's different thoughts out there. You know, some people think, well, you know, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be, and then people don't pursue it. Then mm. there are people who say, well, you know, nature needs a little bit of a hand, of course, in mm. helping people who are desperate to have children, understandably so. Mm. But you, so you work, for example, with people who, are already on that IVF journey or do you work holistically as a separate entity or as something that's sort of hand in hand? It's kind of hand in hand. Um, mm. I would love people to come to me before they start any journey to do with fertility, but that's not happening yet because that education is not there yet. Women don't know that they can reach out to an alternative practitioner and do something about it. Yes, that's that's what I wanted to ask you because I was under the impression that if women would try first a natural way to get mm. pregnant and to, in a way, get their body prepared I mean people yep. say to me you're so simplistic Mimi in your thoughts but I think there's a lot to be said about that in preparing one's body for such a huge change and I remember talking of masters I was sitting once at a master's feet um, mm -hmm. a few years ago and there was a couple there and the girl was really quite into her career and the um, man was sort of, you know, um, not, not too um, sort of career focused. And they said, you know, we really want children. And he was older than her. And, you know, we want children. And he mm. simply turned around and he said, well, have you prepared? Mm. And um, they looked at each other and they said, well, yes. And he said, but have you really prepared? Because you have to have a body and a spirit ready to accept yeah. that child into your mm. life. Mm. And that really stuck in my mind because then I thought of you because I thought, I wonder if that's what you do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. All my work is from inside out. 
um, you cannot do anything from outside if internally you are not aligned. Uh, all our diseases, and I mean 100% of diseases are psychosomatic. We have a psychological and spiritual component to it. And now even the modern psychology is considering the spirit aspect, to which it wasn't considering before, but now there is a branch of it where they consider spirit, uh, mm-hmm. that there is a spirit element to everything that we do. Um, so same with my work. It is my first question to my uh, patients who come through to couples is, why do you want to have a child? Is it because your brother has one or your sister has one or the next door neighbor has one? Or is it because there is this um, in, inner uh, spiritual um, you know, calling for you, for you? Because you know, so many times we see that to, when, it gets, when, when the going gets tough with fertility journey, it's very hard. It's mm. so, so hard. I have seen relationships at the point of breaking point. Most of the time when I see people in my clinic, they are at the breaking point because they come at that point. You know, they come four or five years into their journey. And by then they have spent their resources, their money, their emotions, and <laughs> you name it. And then mm. it's so difficult and they're pulling their hair out, not knowing what to do. That's because we are trying to put band-aid on band-aid on band-aid on a wound and we're not healing it from within. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So my work is start from inside. Why do you want to have a kid? Uh, And then work on all the aspects of your well-being, your health, your spirit. You need to be so well aligned that doesn't matter. The mountains can move, but you are focused on what you want. Um, And it is not about, okay, one cycle after another cycle of IVA, another one and another one. It is so maddening. Uh, to be using so much hormonal medicine, we we are really t- sitting on a time bomb as far as women's uh, hormonal health is concerned. Um, you know, because now with IVF and even with other conditions like PCOS and endometriosis, the intervention that we have from medical field is all hormonal. And you might um, know this already, but hormonal medicine is steroids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So all contraceptive pill that you're taking every single day for years, sometimes you are putting steroid in your body every single day. And same happens with the IVF drugs, same happens with endometriosis and, and you name it. So it is about coming from within. You need to be very aligned. You need to be aligned as partners, whoever is in this journey with you. Are you on the same page? Because I've seen people falling apart. Uh, so you are right. It is not. It, it is not just only about using, you know, what we can do medically. And I think any doctor, whether medical or whatever that doctor is or practitioner, if they do not consider a holistic aspect to anything, it's a very narrow-minded view. Um, there is so much evidence, so so much evidence into uh, how. Unless you, your mind and your body and your spirit is aligned, the healing is not going to happen. The fertility is not going to go ahead. You can have as many cycles as you want. And sometimes when I look at people who have had four or five cycles, some of them are just useless in a way that 
they haven't really done anything, you know, because they didn't work on themselves. They didn't change the diet. They didn't change the lifestyle. <laughs> they, they, they didn't do anything. You can go mm -hmm. to a doctor today to an IVF clinic and ask them to, as long as you pay them, they'll start you tomorrow without any prep. Yes, that's right. Because sometimes what we think we want and what we think that we desire we're absolutely unprepared for in life. Yeah. And it is a journey into finding out about who we are, I suppose, because some mm. people will say to me, I know people with children and people without children, and they will say to me, the ones without, yes, but how did they manage to get pregnant so quickly? How mm. were they able to have it? And I try to say um, in a very sort of, calm and kind way but we're not all the same none of us not one individual is the same we're all completely different people we're all completely different beings and our health is something that's individual to us but people run to find a cure mm. but it's not a cure as you say it's no. actually a cover-up of an existing condition that you keep closing the door and closing the door or to refer as you said a band-aid and you keep putting it under the carpet and shutting the door mm. and putting it under and shutting it and shutting it and shutting it when in fact really what you need to do is rip it open and however difficult that is um mm. unless we confront ourselves with ourselves yeah. I don't think we can have health at all can we no we can't I mean, I, I have seen and I see women walking into clinic and I've spoken to many of them where they don't even have the time to come for consultations or come for therapy work. Now, how are you going to find the time for a child? You know, yes. when you think from a spiritual point of view, a child's going to take all your resources. If you right now are not preparing, not putting that time into your uh, schedule right now, uh, I don't think you're going to like it when the baby is here. Yeah. And babies are for life. You can't send them back. <laughs> no, know? it's true. It's not a dolly. Yeah. No, it's no. True. So it, I think it's, it's also the fact that, uh, you know, IVF has seen something like, oh, it has, I don't know how it has become this way, as if it's a miracle cure. Oh, I can have IVF. As long as I have money, I can have IVF. You can spend all the money you want. You, if it's not going to work for you, if you're not prepared, it won't work for you. And I know people who have spent million pounds <laughs> on cycle after really? cycle. Or, yes, yeah. It essentially it was in the news about it's uh, two gay fathers, um, you know, who have spent a million pounds. Uh, obviously, they needed a surrogate, but the yes. whole journey going through the whole thing, it is. And just think about places like America, it's all private medicine. It is horrendous the amount of money that you can spend on it where you can do, as you just mentioned the word simple, you can do such simple things to prepare yourself, you know? Yeah. And I say to my clients, you can work with me if you, you can only come for one consultation. I'll, I'll uh, equip you enough. If you are uh, intelligent enough, you can go home and work on it yourself if you don't have any more money. Or if you have more budget to invest in it, we, I can coach you, go through with you, with the whole thing. Because there are so many 
uh, you know, fireballs that are going to be thrown at you through the whole journey of IVF and overall uh, health as well. You don't know what's around the corner because we can't see what's happening inside our bodies. You know? Yes. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's the actual sort of labyrinth, isn't it? That's the maze within us that we we really don't know. We seem to think that we know everything outside of us, but that's truly impossible because unless we know what's inside, what's going on inside of us, I don't mean sort of mechanically even. I mean, if we don't listen to our body, the mm. signs that our body is sending, and I'm a great believer, Ashish, in that the body will send you a sign, it will send you a signal, it will send you the pain mm -hmm. because it's trying to communicate. And I think that if the soul is healthy, the body is healthy. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge believer in that. So, but I'm interested in this. So let's imagine, because I mm -hmm. want to find out what sort of help you're able to offer for people. Um, out there but before we do that mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about because I'm such an absolute convert to Ayurveda I love it mm -hmm. um, I, I adore it tell us a little bit about that so that listeners out there who haven't heard of it mm -hmm. can have a little bit of more information about it Oh sure. How many hours do you have, Mimi? <laughs> we will talk. We will talk again. Anyway, um, Ashish and I are going to have conversations because I want to learn so much from her. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you briefly. Uh, Ayurveda is it, the actual word comes from two words. Ayur means life, and Veda means to know, to have knowledge of. Uh, so it is knowledge of life in all its forms. And there are four forms of life, happy life, sad life, healthy life, and unhealthy life. And it is life in relation to the rest of the universe as well. Because Ayurveda believes you live, you don't live in a vacuum, you live in connection with everything else that is around you. So you can only be as healthy as as healthy as your environment is and you can be only as healthy as your mind is or spirit is and uh, your food is and your air is and water is you know so it is it is an art and science of living how do you live your life and 90% of ayurveda is about prevention it's a preventative medicine and there is nothing like ayurveda in terms of prevention no other system goes even close to what it offers what it has to offer um, in terms of all the signs and symptoms that you can see from pulse, from different diagnostic features from your body, what your body is telling you, as you mentioned, signs and symptoms, um, you know, and then how to live your life daily uh, so that you don't get sick. When you do get sick, then we do, of course, have all the herbs and therapies and Ayurveda has got such extensive therapies, um, body therapies, internal therapies. We also have a branch of surgery, which we call Ayurvedic surgery. In India, we can do that. Um, and using all the herbs and everything. So Ayurveda really is, is the oldest healthcare system. Uh, modern medicine comes from Ayurveda. We know that. Chinese medicine comes from Ayurveda. We know that. Uh, which is why there are so many similarities with Chinese medicine. Uh, but Ayurveda 
has spirit built into the system. Without spiritual uh, element, without psychological element, there is no Ayurvedic medicine. And Ayurvedic medicine, or if you want to live in an Ayurvedic way, you have to know yourself, what we call your personality, we call it doshas, uh, how you are as a person, how do you think, how you behave, how you eat, how you digest, how you um, how your uh, sexuality is, how your sex life is, all of that is part of you. And every single human being, even the identical twins, are unique. So whatever is suitable for you is only suitable for you. It's not going to be suitable for anybody else. So this is how Ayurveda is in a nutshell. And we always start from finding your constitution first and everything else is based on that constitution. So if you are a, you know, we have Vata Pitta Kapha, as you know. Mm -hmm. so if you are a Pitta type, then what kind of food you can have, what kind of clothes you can wear, what kind of colors you should have around you, what kind of gems and stones you can use, what kind of diet and nutrition you should be having, what kind, kind of thoughts or yoga you should be doing. You know, everything is based on your constitution. Um, and yeah, and I I am just amazed uh, by the beauty of Ayurveda. The whole of Ayurvedic text is written in Sanskrit. And mm -hmm. all the books, which are the original books written in Sanskrit, they are written as a poem. So they are all in prose. You can sing it. Yeah. Uh, because you remember, it was an oral tradition passed orally down the generation. So people used to sing it and it's easier to sing something rather than remembering otherwise. So we call them shlokas, mm -hmm. uh, like poetry. Uh, there are four lines to it. So within those four lines, it will mention about the signs and symptoms of TB, what to do about TB, the herbs that are good for TB, and then all the mantras that are good for So In those four lines, you have everything to do with one single disease. And it's just absolutely fascinating. I mean, it's how did you come up with it? Oh my goodness. How beautiful is that? I, yes. I don't claim to absolutely understand the three doshas. Is it three doshas, isn't yes, it? Yes, that there are. But you can, but all of us have a part of that dosha within us, or and then one is more predominantly us. Is that how it is? Uh, sorry, say that again. So, for example, you know the three um, doshas. They're yes. saying that there are three types of doshas. Mm -hmm. And is an individual a one dosha on its own, or is it a combination of that? And then there's one predominant one that's the main one. Yeah, there's generally two predominant ones. Uh, mm -hmm. We normally have dual um, dosha type. Um, and out of which uh, you always take the dosha of the mind. How your mind works, that's your predominant dosha. So if your mind works oh, in a okay. vata way, your body is going to behave in a vata way because mind is controlling every single aspect of our life. Um, so same with pitta and same with kapha, but we have all the do three doshas within us. It's just that one of them is going to be the main one, then there is second one. So those two are the top ones. And the third one, in some people, maybe a little more balanced. In some people, there might be nothing uh, much of the third dosha. And then you can see the imbalance then. Okay. And the doshas for people out there who um, 
are not familiar with it. What are the doshas? So the doshas are um, what we call humors. Uh, They're also called humors or temperaments. Um, they are basically the, the real fine aspect, aspects of our physiology. Yeah how much uh, nervous system is active in one person as compared to the other one. Uh, they will be more vata type. How much biochemicals are released in somebody's body, they will be more pitta type. How much phlegm um, is in one particular person or water content, they will be more kapha type. So we, these are actual physiological um, aspects uh, which, you know, which form your doshas. So it is about, I, I think those people who have designed this whole thing, they were very observant um, because in those days when there was no microscope, nothing of that sort, and to come up with all of this is just, you know, for me, it's a miracle. Uh, but that's how, what you can um, equate it to. So we have the actual all these biochemicals and how your physiology works. That's what is translated to three doshas. And that's something that you are able to read, is it, Ashish? So that Mm. when a patient comes in to your clinic, tell us a little bit about when, if somebody out there needs help, do you just deal with fertility or are you able to deal with a person, whatever their issue? Now I'm dealing mainly with fertility and gyne. So okay. gynecological issues or if there is any PCOS or endometriosis, uh, even if there is, they're not looking for fertility as such. Uh, so I'm dealing mainly with that. Yeah. Okay. So if someone comes on their journey before they want to go down the IVF route, what would be the protocol, so to speak, of you, you know, of someone coming into your clinic, whether that be, because you deal with Skype, don't you, and Zoom, so anyone around the world can yep. contact you. It doesn't have I to. Do. Yeah. So how does that consultation work? So we can do everything apart from obviously doing one-on-one work. Uh, you know, I do a lot of detailed consultation. And if you're very thorough, you can get most of the picture. Uh, without going through mm-hmm. pulse diagnosis, for example. Yeah. Um, but the, the bottom line is first to find out about their past medical history and also about their doshas. These are the two forms that I send to people. And then, yes, they can be sitting in any part of the world. I have I talk for a long time, have a long discussion with the patient going through everything about their uh, aspects of their life and their bodily systems as well. And then based on that, we make bespoke management plan, how they want to work. If somebody is physically not present here in the UK and they want to work remotely online, um, I will do everything what we can do uh, that way. The only part I will not be able to do is therapies. Um, But I sometimes in those countries, I'll ask them, for example, to go and find out if somebody does fertility massage there. And then I'll ask them to, okay, have these many sessions of fertility. So I can coach them uh, what they need, but I will not be doing the therapy part. But rest I can do. I post medications and stuff, you know, internationally, anywhere, uh, wherever they need Ayurvedic medicines. And you use I, herbs as well. I do use herbs. I give mm. 
um, I'm a very, uh, I'm sort of a minimalistic person when it comes to medicine, even if it is natural medicine. Uh, but when it comes to fertility, uh, we need to do this because most of the fertility clients don't have the time. Time is really against them, you know. So they're trying to enhance their fertility in the smallest amount of time. So I do give them uh, high doses of um, herbs that I use in my practice. They're all Ayurvedic natural herbs. And I do use essential oils as well and some of the supplements that I use uh, for fertility. And then there is diet and lifestyle advice and for men and women. And I also advise about their sexual intimacy, how they should be behaving with each other in order to get pregnant. Um, and, you know, I train them with NLP techniques because I'm an NLP practitioner also. Mm -hmm. So I do fertility meditations and yoga uh, combined with that. And generally we record these sessions, which people then can play to themselves, uh, especially NLP recordings. So yeah, it's very, very, <laughs> it's very extensive. And my method of this, uh, I call it, um, re it's rejuvenating your fertility because that's what I'm doing. I'm rejuvenating people's fertility, eggs and sperms. And it is very unique. There's nobody doing this amount of work on a fertility patient. So yeah, it's very involved. And do you do, is it, um, for example, like a course? of, I don't know, four weeks, eight weeks, how long does it take? Or is each individual different? Um, I mean, yes, if you have all the money in the world, you keep going until you're pregnant, yeah? Mm. Uh, and we can do that with herbal medicine, totally. You keep, there are a number of therapies we will do every time, you know, around the time of ovulation and herbs and accordingly, you keep going on until you're pregnant. Um, but in the case of when I work with IVF clients, I normally ask them to give themselves three months at least uh, because we need three months for new eggs and sperms or for any change, for good change to occur in your eggs and sperms and your body, you need about three months. So I work with them one-on-one -on, -one on three months where I do a lot of intensive therapy work with them. They have to come to clinic for eight days and then I give them um, medications, herbs, and also, as I mentioned, fertility meditations that I do. Uh, if they're working online, then it is a six-week course. And I mm -hmm. will guide them on six different aspects of, which is in all the aspects of their life, little bit by bit every day. And they get these uh, instructions from me every day. And weekly, we will meet and discuss if there's any problem, any questions. We go through that. Um, but... You know, that kind of work is only suitable to somebody who's just in the beginning, who's just started. Uh, people who are down the line of IVF or people who have been over two or three years, they definitely need more therapy work. They need one-on-one -on -one work. Okay. And it's something that you support that individual or is it that you support the couple? I can support both. I can support both. I do work with men also. Mm -hmm. I don't generally work with other men for other general things, but for fertility, I work with the husband or the partner of the couple. Um, so I do, yeah. And what sort of thing, because I know there's a lot of men out there um, mm. who will be interested in this, what sort of work do you do with the men? Same work, same therapies, 
same uh, similar herbs not same herbs some herbs are different for men and women uh, same work both partners can do exactly the same work with me um and actually men should also do more because 50% of fertility or 50% of the baby is comes from genetically from the man side Oh. and it is also because men's fertility is really downgrading uh sadly and they they should do more work uh on enhancing this from yes companies. i've heard yeah. this also from um you know colleagues of mine that fertility is actually even in younger men uh has declined dramatically exactly. over oh. the years it has it has it uh, there was a major study published i think 4 5 years ago and since 1970s up to now it has reduced 50% that's huge amount that is massive mm it's a huge um, amount yeah so so there are huge issues with men uh men's fertility and then you know my most contentious point is that even when it's a man's issue it's the women who end up having all the medications you know if mm. you're going through ivf even if you are totally healthy and then there is an issue or even a tiniest issue with the sperm then you're going to end up having all the ivf medication or other medications of any kind so that's why women need to protect their fertility their health even more Yes and it's a journey for both parents. I know that I have a friend who couldn't have well his sperm the quality of the sperm wasn't I suppose robust enough to achieve you know the combination with the egg but through IVF they did it mm. but even so it's a very traumatic experience for the man which sometimes you know we forget that it's actually also dramatically stressful for both um you know people in the relationship not just the woman or not just the man but you know together it can cause huge issues can't it it's it's highly stressful and mm. this it is now recognized as ptsd for couples who go is it really yes yep it is uh because ptsd is a chronic uh, stress or a stress of a huge event and it is a huge event to lose a baby at any point in a journey you know yeah. whether it, that baby was only four cells uh, big or whatever number of weeks you were pregnant you were pregnant and with that baby you lose that whole world that you created for yourself you know so it is not just a loss of a simple embryo and that is why it is now recognized as ptsd and it is a huge chronic stress because i think it is only very unique to fertility is that this question whether you are pregnant or not is every single day every single day you are thinking about it am i pregnant today or not am i pregnant today or not mm. and just imagine for some people that has been the reality for 5 to 7 years yes it is longer yeah if not longer and that yeah. is tiring for your brain for your cortisol levels that are going high and high and high and also there are studies to prove that even when you do end up having children still 
the whole journey and the experience you do, that trauma doesn't go away yes it's something especially i have a friend who had many miscarriages something mm. like 15 ashish and oh. it still affects her to this day she then went on naturally to have um two children but even so the loss of these children you know 15 times losing a child is hugely traumatic oh that is that is very sad yes yeah it's right. sad but what advice could you give to men and women out there because as we said the fertility is really really dropping substantially and at a rapid rate it seems for various reasons what is the advice that you would give people out there i think that advice is which would be the same for any health uh, overall about your health is that you need to look after your health you need to start early you need to get things in place earlier and i think because there is not enough information out there um for women and also too much reliance on the fact that oh yes we have ibf um that women are sometimes not even given the option of anything natural um so my advice for fertility is that you as far as women are concerned they do have a biological window sadly uh because fertility after 35 does reduce very very dramatically and you need to plan your life accordingly so that if you are someone who do want to have children then you don't miss out on that opportunity and we are seeing that more and more women are now freezing their eggs and my advice would be to anybody who's around 30 and not sure yet of anything they should freeze their eggs because at least then you have a chance uh healthier eggs of under 35 year old women have more success rate even if you then end up having ivf after 40 yeah um so rest is about your fertility health and you need about a year to prepare for your um to conception so if you whenever you want to have a child you need to work backwards from that time period and you need at least one year to naturally for it to work for you and if you are somebody who has been on contraceptive pill for a long time then you need a lot of cleansing yes it's a, it's a huge thing to think about and i think sometimes we take it for granted our health at certain times you know when you're young maybe you don't think about um the treasure of having good health but it's something that is really important especially for people who want to have children and it 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 pays in all sorts of ways to start early like you said to look after your health and stress plays a big part in that doesn't it stress um what we are finding is uh, medically is mm. the um, what we call the aging of eggs and sperms is happening much faster and that is what is reducing the fertility and um for men and women for both uh, men is decreasing as i said drastically 
so it is about you know it is about overall health as well because eventually nobody knows what actually contributes to the health of the egg and sperms uh it is overall health you need to be overall healthy um and that means healthy in your mind your body your spirit your emotions all of that has to be in place for you to have a, a good egg and good sperm so yeah it's a fascinating subject and how how does it make you feel ashish to know that you have helped people to bring this joy into the world it must have a very humbling effect on you <laughs> oh absolutely i mean i'm just a small part if i can shift a little bit for someone and for them to i see those little tiny ones walking into my clinic <laughs> sometimes oh. and it's so lovely it's just so joyful uh for somebody who wants to achieve a goal and you get it for them and i think babies are one of those um yeah it's one of those things you would call them it's it's something that is just there's no words for it you know and that's how my experience is i just want women to not just only have children and in the in the run to it not lose their health because as my consultant used to say you need your health afterwards because you need to be healthy enough to look after the children that you are bringing into this life yeah absolutely um, yeah you know so yeah absolutely it's it's very satisfying and um i work very uh, as i said very involved and very emotional and spiritual way with my clients you know for me they they become part of family and bigger larger family um but yeah it's it's beautiful to see those children and do you believe that it's maybe a, a very difficult question i don't know but is she do you believe that ultimately it doesn't matter how much you try it is sort of a little bit a hand of destiny on these things ah uh, yes i think destiny has a part to play in everything if you uh if you are spiritually oriented mm. um you know there there are mysteries of life which we don't know and i also feel that you can change your perspective a little bit and look at that way um you know the to shift your perspective on these things uh, whether it's to have a children if if you think okay i'm going to have like one of my patients used to say i'm going to have a child from hmm. day one she came into my clinic she said i'm going to have a child and she did uh she used a donor egg but she did she has a beautiful baby girl um but it's i feel that that attitude where you are pliable enough to mold into the way of the spirit you know yeah, uh, yeah. because if you're very rigid that you want it your way you want only your biological child then things can get then then desperation comes into it because you are not going with the way of the spirit you know but if you are open enough to say i want to be a parent or i want to be a mother regardless whether i have a biological child or uh, you know and there are a lot of things in it some women want to be pregnant 
and there are some women who don't necessarily want that but they want a child so nice. you know it's it's really that but yeah i feel you do make your own destiny uh but yes it is because fertility is not only dependent on one person it's dependent on two people yes that's yeah. what makes it more complex yes i mean it's the dance of life isn't it <laughs> between two people and um it's a magical dance and yes it's true because i think if we raise our energy to the point as your client there that was adamant to have a child i suppose that works in all areas of life if yes. you are sure and your spirit feels it and your spirit is dancing in that um energy mm-hmm. then things are possible but if you are sort of existing in a sort of low energetic feel yeah then there is not much hope of anything so to speak happening in any sense in your life i agree it's about vibrations and i'll share briefly i think the time is probably coming to an end but um my own thing with the ivf you mentioned in the beginning that people think oh if i'm meant to get it naturally i will have it naturally i thought mm. the same i thought if i'm going to have it naturally i'm going to have it naturally you know mm. and then i thought what if my destiny is through this um and now i know the kind of work that i'm doing with the women you know i knew that i needed that experience uh, to go through it once even and you uh, believe me from the moment i always thought about children or having kids i always i never had a doubt in my mind even when i was a young girl that i will ever not have children it never occurred okay we had children 10 years into our marriage and before ivf i thought okay if i'm going to have ivf i'm going to have twins a boy and a girl and that's mm. exactly what i had mm. and not even for a moment i ever had a doubt that it won't happen that's incredible so, actually it is absolutely mm. incredible mm. and i do feel i see this in my patients where your spirit is so strong you know yeah. that i'm going to have it no matter what you tell me what to do that's where you see the result much faster yes because you have to be willing to be on that same level with people also because if you think about when we are with different people we're attracted to the people on every level who are somehow resonating on that same level as us and it's that that gives sort of our spirit wings if yep. we tend to be with miserable people i have to say and people who always want to see the worst in life mm. i don't i think it's absolutely impossible to achieve any form of goodness or success in life because it's two energies putting in a different direction absolutely and i think that goes for everything people who even in their madness feel healthier they will stay healthier we know this we know this from endocrinology we know this from neuroscience uh you if you are a positive person you're going to remain more healthier uh and you're going to have that perspective it it's the same in fertility if you're a very doubtful person 
it's very, very difficult to control those nerves, um, especially when fertility journey is long. And even for health, you know, um, mm. I mean, my perspective on my health is that I am always healthy. Yeah. That's it. So that's my perspective on my health. I don't like to moan about it. I don't like to talk about it. And I'm never generally not sick for anything. I mean, we have been through this whole COVID situation, you know, for two years, Mm. but nothing. And I'm not vaccinated. Um, Neither are my kids, but we have been clean so clear so far. Um. (laughs) That's a huge testament. That is a very important thing, actually, because... I have a friend of mine and he always says to me, Mimi, you have to think healthily because as soon as you start to think, I don't feel well, I don't feel well, Mm. you send messages to your body Mm. and the body listens. So it's important to think with your mind healthily and not to sort of have a suggestion there that you're not well yeah of course illness happens and ill health happens but how much of that I wonder to myself is because we have caused it through actually being in a negative space we're calling it for ourselves you know yeah yeah Yeah. we are manifesting it because we Mm. lower our vibration every moment every thought of doubt Mm. is lowering your vibration if you think of yourself and we are vibrating beings, right? So we are like yeah. waves. And every single positive thought, when you are happier, when you think positively, uh, or positive thought means when you f- see goodness in everything, right? So mm-hmm. that thought is going to create that vibe and it increases your vibration. So this is why spiritual people are more happier. Yeah, because yeah. they have that vibe. Uh, and we know this now because there are actually <laughs> magnetic uh, mats that you can lie on to increase your vibration. Yes, yes, I saw that. Um, I've tried magnets, Ashish, and I find them a bit strange, I have to say, but I know people swear by it. But I also tried, you know, the mats that have those spikes on them. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. and they're mats that you lay on and they have plastic spikes Mm. and they're really good as well so Mm. it is again the most simplistic things if we keep ourselves on a very simple level working with nature and in a way you know appreciating that for everything out there for every condition that we have we have a power, so to speak, within us, a divine power that mm-hmm. we can ultimately engage within that power field to help ourselves, whether that be mentally, physically or spiritually. Absolutely. And that's that's the thing. Uh, you know, people give their power too easily away to other people, to doctors and to and doctor knows best. Your body is giving a signal every single moment of it. Mm. Uh, You just have to be, you know, wise enough or or in tune enough into your body. You ate something and it's giving you bloating. You know it's not good for you. 
there's no point in having a med- another something to <laughs> you know yes. get rid of that bloatedness mm. you need to look after that whether that food is good for you or not so body is giving signal all the time you know uh, but we are not in tuning into ourselves and also we are not trained that way because it's like going to doctor doctor will give me something and then it's going to get better uh, mm. that's a huge difference of perspective how people view their health and you're right it's uh, because i have learned this behavior from my my grandfather especially and my dad um mm-hmm. is that oh we are always well <laughs> you know my health is always good so mm. i've learned that for myself um and luckily i am also very good because then i found ayurveda and ayurveda is helping me with this and is ayurveda something ashish that your family have practiced when you were a child no 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 um no ayurveda is not in my family at all um not even doctor we have a distant uncle who is a doctor but yeah. my otherwise my grandfather my grandparents both sides were very spiritual and very very learned uh, so i think i i have some of that passed on to me for sure something passed on and and that is actually the strongest um power is when you have something that's passed on through generational links because yeah. that is actually when you are meant you know so to speak you are meant to do something you are meant to it, that work is written for you yeah. it is not a job it's more of a vocation a calling in life and i knew that you were coming on obviously today and i was thinking about you yesterday because it reminded me funnily enough of my great grandmother who mm-hmm. was very much into herbs and into natural healing and when i was sick when i was 7 i had pneumonia and i've spoken about this before and what's important is that none of the drugs that i was being given were working Mm. and i do think that modern medicine has its place absolutely i'm not denying that uh, absolutely but also i feel that hand in hand we should look at the complementary therapies because what she used and the herbs that she used saved my life mm. and that really showed me that there is an alternative to you know the things where you know pharmaceutical companies are good at curing some things but equally unfortunately one of the side effects of that is that it can cause other conditions it yeah. it goes with the territory doesn't it it's just mm-hmm. the way it is so i think it's important especially here in the west to learn about these things you know to have people like such as yourself to teach people out there that there are different ways of healing. Mm. Absolutely, I think we need more of that. I I am uh, a proponent of integrated medicine because I think natural medicine has its place. It's very quick. Uh it deals with the symptom very very fast. Uh but we just to rely on modern medicine. Um because I think modern medicine is very crude. You have same paracetamol mm-hmm. for billions of people and every single human being is an individual so that is uh, the downfall 
actually side effects we know kills more people than any other disease um, of modern medicine. So, you know, we need a model where you need quick fix, you deal with the symptoms and then you put those people onto herbs and therapies. That is yeah. the model we need for us to go forward, for us to actually have better health because health is just going down the pan <laughs> for most people. Um, it's, it's, it's really quite sad, Ashish, yes. because mankind has developed in some things fantastically and in some things not so fantastically, I have to say, to the detriment of themselves. Mm. and when you look around, people are so afraid of everything. They're afraid to live. They're afraid to do anything. They're afraid to follow their dreams. They're afraid of their health. And realistically, if we took the power back into our hands, our health back into our own hands and became responsible for our life, I wonder how different the world would be. Well, all we need is Ayurveda. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And herbal medicine. I'm a huge advocate for that. <laughs> I thank you so much, Ashish, really. It's a, a, a gloriously fascinating subject about, you know, new life and birth and children and the hope for the future. And, mm -hmm. you know, I remember when I was young, I was in school, I, I don't know how old I was, maybe about 13, and we had a teacher and she said, oh, when you see a baby born, you know that God hasn't given up on us. <laughs> and I always think about that, I think, well, people are still having children, you know, I was like 14, 15, you know, teenage years, and you're thinking, oh, you know how it is, you go through all of that as a teenager. And yeah. then I had this thought of my teacher who said, you know, as long as there's a baby being born, God hasn't given up on us. And I suppose you're helping God in a way, aren't you? Well, I, I, it definitely is a beautiful miracle of life, yes. you know, to beautiful. be able to have a human being inside you. It's just amazing. I mean, I still wonder how did I have two of them? <laughs> <laughs> you're a walking miracle. We are a miracle. And that's the beauty yeah. of it. And we should remember that more often, that every single one, one of us was at some point born. I think we forget that. Um, yeah and came into this world as a miracle and we can do so many miraculous things I think and that that's that's the beauty of life and um before we go um Ashish, in a little paragraph for people out there listening something that has helped you in your life and that can help people at this time to remain hopeful what advice would you give to remain hopeful, um, one thing that I always say to myself, and I have had some personal challenges last year, year before, last couple of years as well. And I say to myself, um, you know, but I can do a little better. I can go on. You know, I, I'm not going to be let down or put down by this thing, whatever that thing may be, whether it's fertility challenges, whether it's health challenges, whether it's less money or financial issues or COVID or whatever else. Mm. So, yeah, it, it, it has to come from within. Um, something that you feel inside of you. Um, but I, I, I say this to myself a lot, that even when I'm feeling very down about 
one of those days. And mm. then I say, no, but this thing can't win <laughs> on top of my spirit, you know. Yeah. So that that's my message. Just just go a little bit. Just do take a rest and do it again. Yes. Fall down and wipe your knees and get back up again. And there is nothing more powerful than the human spirit, I don't believe. You know, no. I, I think it's, you know, sound advice. It's good advice. And for people out there, Ashish, that would like to contact you and possibly come and see you or um, but you, or whatever, you do Zoom or Skype as well? Yeah, Zoom, Skype, any, any online method to get in okay. touch. If you're not in the UK, uh, I practice from Harley Street in London. I do practice from Essex Small Clinic in my home. Uh, also and um, yeah Ashish Veda is the name of um, the, the professional name that I go by and you can search it up anywhere um, and what's the website is that Ashish yeah ashishveda.uk okay so that's the website and you're happy for people to contact you oh absolutely I would love to help out more with you know women who are just thinking oh this is the only way and this is the dead end for me I would love to speak to them Wonderful. Oh, what a fantastic job that you do, Ashish. My goodness. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Wow. Bringing new life into the world, being part of that beautiful connection with the life source. I think it's beautiful. And thank you so much again for coming today and inspiring, really, us all. I can certainly speak for myself. And um, it's been absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Mimi. Thank you so much. And look after yourself and do come again. And, sure. Uh, Anytime. Ayurveda is vast enough for us to talk about. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. I could talk all day about Ayurveda, actually. <laughs> but yes. thank you again. And I wish you a joyous day. Thank you so much, Mimi. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ashish Paul. What a lovely lady. Thank you so much in joining me today. I wish you lots of precious moments and beautiful times. Until next time, look after yourselves and lots of love. Thank you for listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life, brought to you by your host, Mimi Novik. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and see you in the next episode. For more information about Mimi Novik and her books, music and inspirational work, take a look at her website www.miminovic.co.uk